Welcome to Morning Combos with Ali Sheen. Welcome to Morning Combos. I'm your host, Ali Sheen. And today's episode will be the first of two episodes where I will discuss the worst moments in the Democratic Party's history. On the first episode, this episode, I will discuss the Democrats from their birth till 1970. The second episode will deal with their worst moments from the 1970s to the present. So let's get started, and in no particular order. In 1870, Hiram Rose Rebels arrived on Capitol Hill to take his seat as the first black member of the U.S. Congress. This historic occasion was ruined by racist Democrats. They used a rule that the Constitution requires senators to hold citizenship for at least nine years. Rebels' fellow Republicans argue he was born a free man in the United States and had lived there all his life, and they prevailed. An article from the New York Times on February 25, 1870, stated, Mr. Rebels, the colored senator from Mississippi, was sworn in and admitted to his seat this afternoon. Mr. Revels showed no embarrassment whatsoever, and his demeanor was dignified, as could be expected under the circumstances. The abuse which had been poured upon him and his race during the last two days might have well shaken the nerves of anyone. Democrats, even though they used nonviolent means that day, were no stranger to violence even in the hollowed halls of Congress. As seen on May 22nd, when Preston Brooks, a pro-slavery Democrat, entered the chamber with Democratic Congressman Lawrence Keat and Congressman Henry A. Edmondson. They waited for the galleries to clear, especially concerned that there would be no ladies present to witness what Brooks intended to do. Brooks approached Charles Summer, an anti-slavery Republican who two days prior gave a stirring anti-slavery speech. Mr. Brooks came to him and said in a low voice, I have read your speech twice over carefully. It is a libel on South Carolina and Mr. Butler, who is a relative of mine. Brooks calmly announced in a low voice. As Summer began to stand up, Brooks beat Summer several times upon the head, using a thick cane with a gold head. Summer was viciously attacked by Brooks with the cane. Keith and Edmondson kept away congressmen, brandishing a gun and canes of their own. This attack on Sumner left him with terrible injuries. It would take three years for him to be able to return to the Senate. This act exacerbated the tensions that led to the Civil War. Woodrow Wilson is perhaps, in my opinion, one of the most racist presidents in our history. He oversaw segregation in federal offices. Wilson once even threw civil rights leader William Monroe Trotter out of the Oval Office. The Post notes that Wilson backed what he characterized as the great Ku Klux Klan. He also championed the Klan's violent 
disenfranchisement of Southern African-Americans. He played the racist propaganda film Birth of a Nation in the White House, the first ever movie screened in. The film, endorsed by Wilson, is seen by many as the catalyst for the KKK's resurgent at that time. Wilson also refused to point black ambassadors to Haiti or the Dominican Republic, and he began a two-decade U.S. occupation of, of Haiti. Plus, as the Post explains, possibly most egregiously, at the Versailles Convention setting World War I in 1919, President Wilson effectively killed Japan's proposal for a treaty recognizing racial equality, thus sustaining the life of European colonialism. Well, then we have President Andrew Jackson, who gave both Johnson and Woodrow, both Lyndon B. Johnson and I mean, Andrew Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson, and Woodrow Wilson, a run for their money in the racist department. Jackson, for instance, had led an attack against African-Americans in the Battle of Negro Fort. He was also known for the many, many slaves that he kept in the, at the plantation known as Hermitage. When it came to Native Americans, Jackson, and in my opinion, hated them more than blacks. As a general, Jackson's distaste for Native Americans flourished as he massacred the Red Sticks in the Creek War. It was also reported that Jackson killed 1,000 Native Americans and slept in the field with their corpses before cannibalizing 12 bodies on the following morning. Another example of his racial intolerance was the way he fired his chief of Bureau of Indian Affairs, Thomas L. McKinney, for his belief that all men were created equal. His most egregious act, however, was when he signed the Indian Removal Act, which led to the Trail of Tears, which was a force, forceful relocation of Indians, Native Americans rather. Another Democrat that the nation should scorn is James Buchanan, who interfered in the Supreme case, court case that eventually produced the Dred Scott decision. Dred Scott was an enslaved African-American man in the United States who unsuccessfully sued for his freedom and that of his wife and their two daughters. In the, in the famous Dred Scott versus Sanford case of 1857, Scott claimed that he and his wife should be granted their freedom because they had lived in Illinois and Wisconsin Territory for four years where slavery was illegal. The case went to the Supreme Court where he lost seven to two. The seven justices that voted against Scott were all Democrats. The two voting for him were Republican. The decision also stated that the federal government had no power to regulate slavery in new federal territories. Buchanan colluded with the Supreme Court to eliminate territorial barriers to slavery and opened the door to the expansion of the peculiar institution of slavery and ultimately set the stage for the Civil War. We also, uh, the Democrats also have to take blame for the Civil Rights Act of 1871, known as the Ku Klux Klan Act. 
which was passed by Republicans with absolutely no help from the Democrats. The act purpose was to end the terrorist acts of violence and murder paper perpetrated by the Ku Klux Klan on black and white Republicans. Nothing says voter suppression like a cross burning in your yard or a lynching. Democrats always, always are on the wrong side of history. For example, even anti-lynching legislation, such as Re Republicans' 1918 bill, couldn't get Democrats' support. In 1922, the Republican-controlled House passed the anti-lynching bill only for the legislation to die in the Senate because Democrats wouldn't allow a vote. At the request of Susan B. Anthony, Senator A.A. A. Sargent, a Republican from California, introduced the 19th Amendment in 1878. Sargent's amendment, also known as the Susan B. Anthony Amendment, was defeated four times by a Democratic-controlled Senate. When the Republican Party finally regained control in 1919, the Equal Suffrage Amendment finally passed the House of May in May of that year and in the Senate in June. When the amendment was submitted to the 26 states, 20 when, when it was submitted to the states, 26 of the 36 states that ratified it had Republican legislators. Of the nine states that voted against it, eight were Democrat. Twelve states, all Republican, had given women full suffrage before uh, 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 before um, uh, uh, Democrats even thought about it. Many people think of the 1964 Civil Rights Bill and thought, oh, the Democrats are finally on the right side of history. This is unfortunately not true. Even though this bill finally saw some support from Democrats, it still was would not have passed without overwhelming support from Democrats, I mean, from Republicans. The landmark bill passed out of the House by only 60% of Dems, yet 80% of Republicans. In the Senate, the margin was 70% of Dems and 79% of the GOP. The final bill's passage was made possible by a smaller margin of Democrats, again with 60% of Dems and a much larger 77% of Republicans. Andrew and 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 excuse me, not Andrew, and Lyndon B. Johnson, the Democratic president that signed the bill into law, was quoted as saying, these Negroes are getting pretty, getting pretty uppity these days, and that's a problem for us, since they got something they have never had before, the political pull to back up their uppiness. Now, we got to do something about this. We got to give them a little something, just enough to quiet them down, not enough to make a difference. For if we don't move at all, then their allies will line up against us and there will be no way of stopping them. We'll lose the filibuster and there'll be no way of putting a break to all sorts of wild legislation. It will be reconstruction all over again. Biographer Caro also notes that Johnson is said to have replied as follows to a black chauffeur who told him he preferred to be called by his name instead of boy, nigger, or chief. Johnson said, 
as long as you're black and you're going to be black to the day you die, no one's going to call you by your goddamn name. So no matter what you are called, nigga, you just let it roll off your back like water and you'll make it. Just pretend you're a goddamn piece of furniture. And this is the man the Democrats want us to celebrate for a civil rights act. Republicans introduced 100 years prior and still needed them because a large contingent of the Democratic Party still refused to put aside their fucking bigotry. And that's sad. Then we get to the insurrection of 1898. The William Insurrection of 1898, also known as the Wilson Massacre of 1898, or the Wilson, Wilmington Race, I'm saying Wilson, excuse me, Wilmington Race Riot of 1898, occurred in Wilmington, North Carolina on November 10th, 1898. This was a coup that occurred after the state's white Democratic Party conspired and led a mob of 2,000 white men to overthrow the legitimately elected local fusionist government. They expelled opposition black and white political leaders from the city, destroyed the property and businesses of black citizens built up since the Civil War, including the only black newspaper in the city, black-owned newspaper in the city, and it killed an estimate 60 to more than 300 people. Some expect the true number to be in the thousands. Sadly, we may never know the exact amount of lives lost that day. But what is known is that the Democrats, by gunpoint, forced the regis legislation, resignation, excuse me, excuse, uh, regis oh my goodness, why am I having a problem with this word? Resignation of all Republican, polit uh, Republican politicians and held sham elections. The stain on our democracy was carried out that was carried out by these Democrats who have never yet apologized or been attempted to rectify this egregious action. They destroyed homes, businesses, took lives, and received no condemnation, no punishment. Nothing happened to them. They were, in fact, if you, uh, essentially rewarded. By the fact that the coup was allowed to stand. The most heinous acts committed by politicians come from the Democratic Party. And it's always been that way throughout history. And I don't and it's because I I guess it's because they're in cahoots with the liberal media. So they get away with this because branding and uh the narrative, setting the narrative is so important with these things. And the last thing that I'm going to look at today is Andrew Jackson. John, um, excuse me, Andrew Johnson. He seemed to have done everything in his power to undermine the reconstruction of the South. Technically, he supported the end of slavery, but he was still a white supremacist at heart, in my opinion. He wrote in 1866, this is a country for white men. And by God, as long as I am president, it shall be a government for white men. In order to minimize the influence of newly free slaves and to prevent the redistribution of land to them, Johnson parted all but the most egregious Confederates. 
they quickly rose to power in government. There they began passing black codes, codes that made African Americans second set class citizens. Johnson vetoed a civil rights bill passed by Congress, but Congress overturned his veto and created the 14th Amendment. Another thing that happened without Democratic support. In fact, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, all done without Democratic support. Democrats, from um, their inception till 1970, has never, ever shown any substantial interest in the well-being of their black citizens. It was only until the 1960s where they decided to actually vet the African-American vote. And, 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 and they did, they do, all right, yes, vet, vet it, but it not, not no serious, not, not in a serious manner. They pacified us with little trinkets that we accepted with welcome, with open arms. And I think that was our greatest mistake, leaving the Republican Party to embrace Democrats and their welfare state and their uh, all of a sudden uh, change in uh, their racist beliefs. I, I don't see how, I mean, I, I used the example before about the Nazi party all of a sudden becoming pro-Israel and being believed by people. And that's the same thing with the Democratic Party. I don't know how you could spend century, a century, over a century, with blatant racism and all of a sudden after 150 years saying, you know what, I woke up and just be believed automatically. But I'm in this part of it. These It was many more things that the Democrats have done. I could have put in here like FDR and his uh, um, homeowner's loan program and about how redlining came from that. And though, But those um, there's other things but I left out, but I'm trying to watch the time for my videos now trying to keep them under 15 minutes so I left out some stuff and trying not to go on too many tangents but I'll see you on the next episode where I'll discuss what happened in our modern time from 1970s on because there's a lot of things that the Democrats have done to prove that they were still the same Democrats from prior from the prior to 1970 enjoy the rest of your morning Thank you for watching this episode. Thank you for watching my podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Like my page, Ali Sheen's Playground, on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram, Ali Sheen's underscore Playground underscore. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alishine's Playground. Let me know your opinion on this episode on and any other episode. Till next time, enjoy your day.